Thank you for checking out the Mercy Hill Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like to know more about Mercy Hill, you can visit us on the web at mercyhill.cc. I'm so glad to have Andy here. Um, he'll get us going in just a minute. Frank came up. I asked him if he would just share a short version of something that he's not, that's on his heart. I think it's a good thing to share. Thanks, Tim. Uh, I just wanted to encourage, you know, I've, I help out with Andy once when I can. It's not every week, but but when I'm able to help out with the uh, with the youth group, uh, I'm able to go. And I just want to encourage the people here at Mercy Hill. If you know, if you either have teenagers or you uh, know of teenagers, like in your neighborhood, or you have friends that have teenagers, I really encourage you to invite them to the Access Group. Um, having been around, and I've talked, Andy and I have talked about this probably I don't know half a dozen times that this is an extraordinary exceptional group of teenagers and i would be if if my kids were teenagers i would be running to bring them to this group because god is really moving among this group number one and number two they are just an exceptional group of people to be around and i am just privileged uh to have a minuscule part in their lives so i just want to encourage you uh, they meet on wednesdays during the summer at six o'clock over at living word and then during the school year it'll be on sundays at six as well so i just really want to encourage you uh if you want to invest the see the kingdom of god invested in lives of teenagers this is the place to go uh each week and god will do amazing things through uh in their lives i believe that firmly All right. Uh, good morning, everybody. Um, we're going to attempt to make all of the the uh, testimonies that are going to be shared today brief. And people, very, very brief. Um, but we had an amazing opportunity to go. We sent two teams um, with a with a little crossover between June 24th and July 5th um, is when we were in El Crucero um, in Nicaragua. And um, between Living Word Cross Point and... Um, Mercy Hill, we had 43 total um, students and leaders that went on, on those teams. Um, and so don't let just the people in the polos fool you. Uh, a lot of our kids didn't like the polos, so they're not wearing them this morning. Um, so there are more kids that went that are here than the ones that are wearing the shirts that actually identify themselves as part of us, but they don't like us and don't like our shirts. Josiah is one of them. That's why he doesn't have his. Sorry, I'm, I'm calling people out. All right. Sorry, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm done. No calling people out. Um, so anyway, so we have a, a list of, of young people and, and leaders um, that are going to share just a quick testimony um, this morning of a specific event that happened that was impactful for them. And so I just pray that um, uh, as you hear uh, kind of what happened, it, it will just stir something um, in you as well. Um, and we definitely, I, I want to echo um, what Tim said, those of you who supported us, whether it was through the, the pizza fundraiser or some of you brought your cars to be washed, the car wash, or, or came out to a rummage sale or whatever, we were so, so grateful. Um, and I talked to Sherry, and, and this is probably one of the first trips that we've known in a long time that was fully funded before we left. <laughs> yeah. um, and that was, that was a, an amazing, amazing thing. Um, so we anyway, just have really a lot to really be, be grateful for. Um, so Lori, actually, is going to start us off, and then we're going to move through the list here pretty quick. Uh, good morning. We went to um, 
New Hope Children's Foundation in El Crucero, Nicaragua. For many of you that don't know, Nicaragua is considered to be the second poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, with just Haiti being less fortunate than them. Uh, 45% of the people live on a dollar a day. And I'm not a math whiz, but that means for my family of five, less than $2,000 a year. I can't put my mind around that. And 75% of the kids are suffering from malnutrition. Three out of four of the kids you knew, you know would be dying of starvation. Um, so New Life has made a huge impact into the country of Nicaragua through um, a Christian school that they're running now that's free of charge for any students. They have 350 students, and they come. Some of them leave their homes as early as 5 in the morning and walk to get there, and it's the highlight of their day. They're fed there. New Hope does... Um, several feeding centers throughout the country where they provide one healthy meal for the children a day. And for many, if not most, it's the only food they get that day. Um, also, they have a House of Hope orphanage where Charity and Leo Marroquin run um, this home, and they have 16 children that they are the parents to. And it's an amazing and wonderful organization. We're blessed to be able to be part of it. And their um, their web address is newhopechildrensfoundation.org if you're interested in giving. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Rachel? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, when I was in Nicaragua, I was definitely blessed by the people there, like, the fact of seeing how much we have and how little they have has really opened my eyes to how selfish I myself am and can be. And um, just this trip has really made a huge impact in my life. While I was down there, God really worked through my heart on a lot of things and has really put the people of Nicaragua and the country as a whole on my heart. Um, he's called me to go back next summer after I finish my first year of college. And I quite possibly might be going back there after college, after I graduate, just to stay there for a few years and possibly live there. Um, so just don't be afraid to go out and chase what God has called for you, because I was terrified when I was going on this trip, you know. I speak Spanish, but it's like, oh, I don't want to speak Spanish. I don't want them to think I'm going to mess up and just, like, sound terrible. But God can use your gifts no matter how many or how little you have. He will always use what he wants from you, no matter what. No matter how terrified you are, you will be put in situations where your gifts are going to be used. And you can't help it. God's going to use you. So don't be afraid of it. Hello. <laughs> um, before we went to Nicaragua, a couple weeks before, I broke my foot. And I was in a cast. And... Um, Prior to the trip, I had, like, a lot of nervousness and anxiety about it. And um, I just was really scared that I wouldn't be able to do anything, that I wouldn't be used by God, and that I was going to slow people down. But um, when I got there, I really did get to experience the Lord, and he worked through me even though I was only able to walk, crutch around. <laughs> and um, I just want to encourage you guys. God can use you no matter what your circumstances Um He's amazing like that, and he can just work through work through things like that. So, just encouragement. Josiah. Um, so, a big thing that stuck out for me was the churches there and uh, the people in the churches. We had church every night. Well, not 
even us, the churches themselves had church every single night there. And um, I just think it was like a cool factor, like to go to every single church. Like we had a different church every night. And how everybody there, like their worship style was pretty much the same. And just like how cool it was for me to see how they could uh, like truly be worshiping, like the true meaning of worship. I could definitely see that in them and how they could be doing that in the setting that they are in and how poor they are and like how little they have and stuff. And um, it was just like a real encouragement to me. Like, what am I doing here? Like, I don't know why it's so different for me to like act on a missions trip, like, give my all then, but then come back, and then get back and, like, the cycle of stuff and just how I used to do stuff. And it was just um, kind of convicting for my own heart. So encouragement and conviction for me. So it was good. My name's Matt uh, Arnish. <laughs> um, on the trip, we went... Like Josiah said, to a lot of churches, like every other night, we got to worship with them, and uh, it was honestly the all of them were the best worship services I have ever gone to. There was dancing, singing, screaming, yelling, just the Holy Spirit moved everywhere, and it stuck into my heart, made me realize that God is worth so much more than we offer to Him sometimes. We half-heartedly worship a lot. We just kind of go with emotions. When in countries where their only hope is God, the only thing that they look forward to is church, and they'd rather read their Bible, they'd rather worship God than get a meal, just because they know He's worth it and that they will have a treasure in heaven later on. It was just kind of convicting to myself, saying, I need to worship harder. I need to go all in for God because He's worth it. He's worth more than we had to offer, and he's just so good to us. Tyler. While we were in Nicaragua, after uh, one of the worship services, I just felt really, really sick. My tonsils and throat were swollen. It was hard to breathe. I, I felt like crap. I was completely tired. So I just... I did the only thing I could do. I cried out to God. I asked God to heal me. The mo- that morning, I woke up feeling better than I have in years. It was awesome. God can heal you. Julia. Hi, I'm Julia. Um, one night, we went to a youth service, and... Um, while we were worshiping and praying, um, this girl, she ended up getting um, slain in the spirit. And um, while we were praying over here, um, over her, she um, just started, like, shaking and screaming uncontrollably. And um, we found out afterwards, after it was all over, that um, uh, she was actually, like, abused and, like, belittled in her family. And um, while we were praying for her, she felt um, the presence of God just... Um, go in her like completely and fill her heart and um it was just really cool and really um mind-blowing to see god work in her heart and just break her chains like that it was good to experience firsthand so hi my name is Lindsay. um i was writing in my journal and i was just looking through it to see what i should share with you guys and um I found something that I wrote 
And it says, I just pray that the Holy Spirit consumes my body and uses me in ways that I can't even fathom. And that was the first day before the trip had even started. And um, it's just so amazing that he did that completely. And just one example of that is um, when we were worshiping, and we had our own worship in a chapel, um, I was just laying down on the floor just praising the Lord, and um, my Aunt Lori came over to me, and she said that she had this vision for me um, of a knitted sweater that just started slowly unraveling, and it got faster and faster and faster. And on the trip, it was just completely gone, and it it signified, like, my, my life and just... Um, my past life and how I'm free now in the Lord. And um, she said she also pictured me, had a vision of me, like, looking back on my life with looking back on, like, this newly knit sweater that um, represents all the works that I did, that I had done for the Lord in my life and just service and just um, the love that I've given out to people through him. And she said when I came back... um, each day that I choose to respect my mom or just um, go to Purdue and not go to a party or just love someone that's unloved and share the the gospel with them, I'll just get another stitch and I'll just um, continue to um, knit that new sweater. And it's it's so awesome because I've been experiencing that ever since um, I got back. I can feel the Lord like starting to build that new sweater in my life, and I'm just so thankful that um, he has just set me free from my sin. And um, I just encourage everybody that if you're feeling like it's just a hard time, if you continue to just pursue God, like there will be a time like he will not give up on you. So um, I just um, encourage you guys to seek the Lord. Okay, I just wanted to share a little bit about um, a girl named Ruby that was there. Um, the first night um, at a church, we called them up and we prayed for them. And um, she was just sitting in a chair kind of by herself. And uh, at that time, I didn't know that she was from the orphanage. And um, so I went up to her and I prayed for her. And, like, I just wanted to pray for her. And I could tell something wasn't right. Like, she wasn't as normal, like, as we would think. And um, so... She, like, tried to crawl over to me, and she couldn't walk very well, and um, she couldn't get out of her chair. So I picked her up, and I, like, um, like swaddled her as if she was, like, two, and, like, um, I just kept praying for her and stuff. And then um, she, like, hugged me super tight, and she didn't even know who I was, and um, she just trusted me. And I thought that was so cool. that They just have a trust that, they, you, that you won't harm them. And uh, so I just thought that was cool. And then um, also... We found so then later I found out that she was from the orphanage and um, I just th- thought it was so cool because I got to spend more time with her and um, keep praying for her and stuff and um, yeah but um, so she had learned how to walk a little bit before we got there I guess and like she's a little unsteady but she she keeps going and she keeps pushing and trying and um, she's doing really good though and um, I also afterwards. Um, my grandma was having surgery, and my friend was in the hospital. Um, and so I went to go visit my friend at the hospital, and I got a phone call. And um, so I went outside, and I took it. And then this lady was, like, staring at me while I was taking the phone call. And, like, 
so then the call was lost, and I felt like God was saying, like, you need to go pray for that lady. And so I was standing there, and she was, like, staring at me, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and then, um, so I just went, and, like, no one was in our room, and I'm not supposed to be in there, but I went in there anyways, and I prayed over her. And um, I don't know, I just, it was really cool to experience that, because normal is not enough. And God really showed me, like, um, that I need to keep doing that, and I need to keep being out of my comfort zone for other people. Hi, I'm Maddie. Um, I was on Team 2, and we definitely had a lot of encounters with God, and it was really cool being there because we all um, were able to see things that I don't normally see and just um, kind of start over fresh in our faith and but, you know, since we're human, we all have our shortcomings. And there were times in the trip where, you know, we found big hairy tarantulas. And for some people, like Mary, who are deathly afraid of spiders, you know, that wasn't good. Or um, there'd be a time during chapel where my mom would scratch her head and a cockroach would fall out and scurry under Patrick's legs while he was deep in prayer. But, um, <laughs> you know, things like that we were able to overcome. And um, even though Mary was deathly afraid of bugs and... <laughs> Um, it was just cool to see how God could use us all. There was one other instance where Courtney Condis, one of our favorites, and Katie Harnish, um, the rooms were fantastic, and they were all in bunk beds. And the bunk beds that we stayed on, some of the boards were a little bit short, so if you rolled over, the board would kind of fall in. And um, <laughs> overnight, apparently Katie rolled over and the board fell in. And when she woke up, she was on top of Courtney. And Courtney was fast asleep underneath. <laughs> so, you know, it was definitely a great experience. We, um, <laughs> we definitely got a lot of laughs out of it. But, you know, we came back and were changed for the better. So it was good. Um, just for your information, I'm not afraid of all bugs. I'm only afraid of spiders. Um, and I'm not the only one. Uh, Matt Harnish is as well. So I had a buddy. <laughs> He's not ashamed of it either. Um, but Maddie and everybody else who was up here is right. Um, God did incredible things on this trip, and he did incredible things in our hearts, and he did incredible things through us. Um, one of the things that really uh, stuck out to me was, you know, everybody saying how um, poor these people are and how little that they have. Um, you know, they lack some of the things that they need that we have in abundance, the things that we take for granted, you know, like um, having uh, houses um, and a roof out of our head and um, warm beds to sleep in and, and clothes and, and shoes and three meals a day um, that we don't lack for. Um, and, you know, a couple of the guys talked about um, the way that they worship in church and um, one of the things that really stuck out to me was um, just the, the pure joy that they have in knowing Jesus um, and the, the way to see how he just um, satisfies their heart. And um, a verse that really resonated with me on that trip is um, Psalm 46, verse 10, and it says, Be still and know that I am God. And um, after um, Team 1 left, um, I was on Team 2, it was... Um, it was a Monday night, and we were having our own um, chapel service, just uh, our team worshiping and praying together. And um, there was a point where we were singing one of the songs we actually sang this morning, The Great I Am. 
Um, and our response was loud and joyous and thankful and grateful um, for who God is. Um, but I remember um, Eric Beard, who um, is a youth pastor at Crosspoint, um, afterwards saying to us, I really think it was him or I don't know, maybe it was Lori. <laughs> um, but somebody um, said, I really feel like we need to just take time and be still. Um, there are appropriate responses um, to God, and it's good to be joyful and loud and, and to jump and, and shout. Um, but sometimes it's it's really good to be still and to listen. Um, and so like Lindsay, that night I was, I was just laying on the floor, which was kind of disgusting because the floor is dirty. But I didn't really care, you know, we're worshiping and, and God is good. And um, I'm just, I'm laying on the floor and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm just, um, I'm really quiet and I'm just allowing myself to listen um, for the Holy Spirit. And as I was listening, um, I think for really for the one of the first times in my life, I experienced um, that joy that, that God gives and um, that brings life. Um, and a joy that you can't understand, um, and it's overwhelming, but it is absolutely incredible. Um, and I'm literally, I'm on the floor, and I'm literally just laying there, and I'm laughing. And I'm just, I, I just, you know, I can't explain it. Um, but um, later on, uh, I read a verse um, in Psalm 16, and it, it says, um, You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Um, and that, um, that verse is really a blessing to me, and um, I'm thankful um, to the Lord for the way that he's worked in my life. Um, and um, because I've struggled a lot with fear um, in my life, and I'm free from it. I know that, and um, sometimes it's hard to walk in it. Um, but I... Um, I'm just so thankful um, that God gives um, life-giving, abundant joy um, because there really is joy in knowing Jesus because he's the only one who's going to satisfy our hearts. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Mike. I was there in week two. And um, like Abby, I had... Uh, sports-related injury before the uh, the trip and was not sure what I was going to be able to do to be able to help out here. Uh, the doctor had told me the day before we left that he didn't want me going. I said, I'm not canceling. Work with me here. I'm going to go. So um, I was not really sure how God was going to work through my life. I'd been on mission trips before, lots of times down to uh, New Orleans, helping to rebuild houses destroyed by Hurricane Katrina. But that was all like hammer and nails work. It was nothing like what we were planning to do in Nicaragua, working with the, the children and ministering and, and, uh, and preaching and praying with the, the people down there. Uh, so um, you can see from the pictures, I was able to do some painting on the, the basketball court floor and, uh, and help out in other ways. But my favorite experience was on that Saturday that we were there. Uh, we all got in the bus and we went to a, a poor village up the road. And believe me, they were all poor, but this was just one of them. And we got off the bus, and we started yelling out in all directions, Vamanos, Vamanos, come on. And um, and we just started interacting with the locals there. Uh, not many of them work. The unemployment is extremely high. They don't make much money. Uh, but uh, the guys were there playing football and uh, soccer with the uh, with the men and the boys. The ladies were making bracelet beads for a lot of the people. Nick and Ty were making... Uh, 
uh, balloons, doing uh, you know swords and, and hats and uh, little balloon animals. I was kind of helping them out with the balloons, but I'm not very good at it, and I didn't really know what I was supposed to be doing there. And I saw this ice cream guy walk up, and it wasn't like a big ice cream truck that's playing the songs that drives down the streets here. It was this guy with a little cart who had a, a bell, one of those bicycle ringer bells. On it. And, and he comes up, and he's standing there for 5, 10, 15 minutes. He's ringing his bell, and not a single person went up there and bought ice cream from him. And the Lord told me that um, I should go over there and, and see if I could negotiate with this guy to uh, accept American dollars. And I, I agreed to, uh, to buy out all his ice cream. And, uh, and it, was, it was really amazing, the, the smiles and the happy uh, uh, children that were there. Um, and then at the end, uh, my favorite part, I got a lot of people saying gracias and all that. That was really nice. But at the end, this one little girl came up with her mother. She was probably four years old, had beautiful, long, black, curly hair and big brown eyes. And she, um, she reached up to me, and I bent down to her, and she gave me a kiss and said, I love you. <laughs> and I said to her back, Jesus te ama, which means Jesus loves you. Okay. And just for the record, I did wake up when a, bell, a bed fell on me. Like, I wasn't just sleeping the whole time. Like, I woke up, bed was on me, and I went back to bed. But um, anyway, uh, just so a lot of people are aware, um, Lacey and I, we were there for both teams. We were there for two weeks. Uh, and then when Team 2 left, I actually stayed for an extra week. Um, so I was there for three weeks. And it was just a, a really good time. I mean, just to see the kids... And all these testimonies um, are just right on. The way the Lord just worked in them and through them, um, the way they were just unified in Christ, and the, the way the Holy Spirit just moved, <clears throat> it was just an awesome thing to see. Um, one thing that I saw that was really encouraging, the first week we were there, we went and did a the feeding. We go into a truck. We have this big cooler of food, um, just beans and rice, and we go in different neighborhoods and feed them. And people would just yell out, and kids would just come running with empty bowls, because um, that would be their meal, possibly even just for the day, for their family. And one house we went to, um, we a few of us went in, and we prayed for this lady, and um, we walked into the house, and it was a, a middle-aged lady, and her mom was in bed just moaning in, in just pain. And a lot of our kids just went in and started to pray for her, and you could just tell that she was just hurting. Um, she needed healing, and she was just crying out. And it was just a really hard thing to see. She couldn't use her legs, and she had wheelchairs, but neither of them worked. And she was talking, and the translator that was with us was saying that she needed 70-something Cordobas to fix this um, wheelchair, which in American dollars is like two fifty, two dollars and fifty cents, three dollars And... The guy that we were with, the translator, you know, he just pulled out the money. He's like, here, here's that money, $3. This lady was so in pain and so um, just hurting, and she couldn't even get out of her bed, get out of her house, because she had to fix a wheelchair that would cost $3 to fix, and they didn't have it. And just seeing that and seeing our kids just pray over her and ask the Lord for healing um, was just really encouraging. The third week I was there, we went back. Another team from Alabama was there, and we went out and did the same thing, went to the feeding centers, and we rolled up, and we were in front of that same house. 
and I knew it was the same house. Um, they had, you know, adorable little kids, and there's running around. There's, you know, we're playing with them. And I walk into the house, and the team's already in there praying um, for that same lady. But the minute they're done praying, this lady is just exuberant and just joyful. That lady that we prayed for that needed a wheelchair that was moaning in pain two weeks prior was literally, like, preaching to this team how, how good God is and how he heals. And she was just overjoyed and so happy. And just to see how the Lord, and I, I feel like I was really blessed by that, to be able to be there still and go back and see. Because um, a lot of times you don't see the fruit of, you know, your prayers and things like that. And a lot of these kids, a lot of the things that they saw, they might not ever see, you know, the seeds that were planted, the fruit that comes from that until eternity. But being able to see that was just such a blessing. Um, and just things like that. And this isn't just you know, things that happen in foreign countries, right? We can go to our neighbors. We can go to our workplaces. We could go and do these same things that all these kids are talking about here. A lot of us aren't going to be missionaries in other countries, right? But this is our missions field. This is where the Lord has us. And um, Mercy Hill Church, we are here. We are in this town. We have Share the Rock. We have all these opportunities to be missionaries in, uh, in where the Lord has us. And so just experiences like this and these testimonies is just an example and an encouragement to us to do that. So be encouraged. Hey, everybody. My name's Jocelyn. Um, it's good to be up here and see everybody. I've been gone about a month, so it's great to be back at Mercy Hill. Um, I think for me it was just one of the main things I had the privilege of doing was to interpret for a lot of the kids when they would share testimonies at the churches we went to. And uh, I just so loved, you know, you could see the little personalities come out in the kids because um, I didn't know a lot of the kids before the trip. And so they kind of come up to the front. I mean, there's like 150 people out there. and Now they're going to share their testimony and someone's going to translate it, and it's kind of a big deal, you know, and um, I I just so loved just seeing the kids just totally get out of their comfort zone and um, speak in front of all these people that they don't know in another country, and it was just really special for me to be a part of that. Um, also, it was just really awesome to have our family churches in Nicaragua, um, just that's our heart, where our heart is, and it was just so awesome to see all the kids interact with the little kids that I've known for a few years and just see the little kids grow up and then have all my friends here go there. It was just really sweet time just seeing it all kind of come together for our family. Um, but it was an awesome trip, and um, it was really just—I just saw the Holy Spirit show up and um, in the kids' lives— and, you know, it's kind of neat how we were able to serve the Nicaraguans, but I feel like they really impacted us, too. And um, it was just an awesome time. and It was an honor for me to get to go and be a part of it. Well, I, we did a great job. I'm just going to close our time of sharing out. I had a message prepared, but as you guys see, that will not go forth this morning. But I do just want to encourage you guys as a church. And, and I love that Frank brought um, the word that he brought because, you know, really spending the time that I got a chance to spend in Nicaragua with, with this group of young people, it's just amazing how faithful our God is and how good our God is. And when you see 
the young people that are that are walking up and down your street or that are your neighbors or local school. I just challenge us to be praying for the teenagers today. Uh, and everybody says, oh, they're lost. And there's God is doing a unique thing in young people today. And this is not just to Living Word and Mercy Hill and Cross Point. It's not just to the team that went to Nicaragua. But I believe that God wants to do something fresh and something new and something real in the life of teens and really raise up a generation that is that is really going to have a dramatic impact on our culture and, and on this world around us. And so just my challenge to, to you guys is, you know, let's let's not look at those teens that are, you know, maybe loitering in front of our homes or, you know, using colorful language that we don't appreciate. Let's look at that as a call for prayer. And let's look at that as an opportunity that we have to just lift them up in prayer, whether you know them or not, whether you've ever spoken to them, or maybe you ever will, but to at least be praying. Because I really believe, and our kids are a great example to me of just what God can and will do in the lives of young people that can really impact the kingdom. And that can really be just, a, I mean, just create a light. And then these young people, I mean, they reached and were able to pray and and. People were just so encouraged that it was young people. You know, we went to a lot of the churches. We went to one that was just a complete youth service, which was amazing. But a lot of the churches that we went to were a lot of adults. And just for them, it was just a blessing to see young people that were there and that were worshiping the Lord and that would take the time to pray for them. And I was like, you know what, that's, that's you know, God's heart is for the young. You know, don't, don't try to stop the young people from coming to me. But it's that kind of heart that I want. And I think you know, for as churches that we just really need to have a heart for our young people um, and really be praying and really be lifting them up. So that's just going to be our encouragement. I'm just going to pray just to kind of close out our, our testimony sharing time, and then uh, Tim can finish the service from here. Lord, we just thank you so much, God, that you are amazing. God, that you can do more than we can ask, think, or imagine. Lord, we thank you for the trip. We thank you for all the finances that you provided. We thank you for the safety that you gave us both there and bringing us back. Lord, we thank you for the lives we got to impact. But God, we thank you that what you're doing in our lives hasn't stopped. God, that the plane ride back wasn't, wasn't, didn't bring us back a border that was a, a dividing line from your Holy Spirit, God, but that your Holy Spirit is still moving and changing us. And so, God, we just thank you that we get to continue to be ministers of reconciliation, God, that we get to continue to bring the words of peace, the gospel of peace to a world that needs you, God, back here, home. So, God, we just pray that that as this church, God, that Mercy Hill, God, that there would just be a, a cry and a desire of their hearts, God, to see more young people come to know you, God, that there would just be this rising up of faith in us, God, that, that our prayers to you would be answered, God, and that you would see young people, God, walking into this church just off the street, never been before, God, because we're just interceding on their behalf. God, make this that kind of church, Lord. God, we lift up Share the Rock, and we lift up the opportunity that's going to come. But, God, we lift up the everyday opportunities that we face each and every day, Lord. God, let us never wait for the next person to speak or the next person to pray or the next person to share. But, God, make that our hearts each and every day. Lord, I praise you, and I thank you for these young people, Lord. And I just ask that you would just continue to build and strengthen them, God. That you would just continue to give them a heart that is just completely sold out for you. That Tori said, God, that normal would not be enough, God. That we would not shrink back and fall back into to our old ways of just going through the motion, God. But that there would always be a reliance on you, God, for mercies that are new every morning, God. That your Holy Spirit would move in us in ways that are just fresh and real, God, and on time. And, God, that we would be receptive of that. So, God, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.